Welcome to The Mentor List, a source of sound advice with your host, David Lewis. To seek support and you need to allow yourself to be supported. Really have a point of difference. What is precious, what's really important, and then putting some boundaries there. The Mentor List specialises in interviews with top business minds. Gather their advice for your career. This is The Mentor List. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we are catching up with action man Brent Valley. After growing his second business from 2000 to $27 million a year turnover and selling it, Brent found himself with an amazing opportunity to pursue a life worth living. It's not about the money as Brent will share with you, it's about a smile, a great story of fulfillment and the future phase. We go from IT startups to surfing to surf wax to life changer foundations to the future phase. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation with the Brent Valley. Brent Valley, welcome to The Mentor List. Hey, thanks, David. Stoked to be on the show. Can't believe it. No, well, it's great to have you on. And so I think it was maybe two or three months back I met you just off Chapel Street in one of those funky uh, co-working facilities with the Life Changer Project. Correct. Uh, through the Life Changer Project. Yeah. So, yeah, really excited to have you on and, yeah, appreciate I've been enjoying your energy and enthusiasm for coming in today. So I guess the first question for the listeners who don't know Brent Valley, maybe you could share a bit about yourself. Yeah, sure thing, Dave. So my personal story, I was raised in very humble beginnings um, in southeast suburbs, went to a pretty normal school. At the age of five, I found out that I was adopted. From there, a whole lot of bullying went down in primary school because I did look very different to everybody else. And I was a pretty engaged kid at school in terms of primary school. I love going to school. I love learning. I mean, I love sport. I was super passionate about sport. Got to high school and then it's kind of things changed a lot for me. I found that the level of academic ability that I had was challenged a lot. My memory was kind of challenged a little bit. And I just, I still enjoyed school, but I kind of enjoyed the social elements and the sporting elements more than the academic side of things. Got to the age of 15, mum and dad split up and it was that point in my life where things really turned for me and I kind of disengaged from the school system altogether even though I was still going to school. At that point in my life, I was in a really dark place, didn't have a role model as a father around and just made some really, really bad decisions. Fortunately though, around the age of 18, 19, after the separation with my parents went down, I asked my mum, oh, how are we going for money? And she said, look, we don't have much money left, it's time that you go and get a job. I was like, you know, that really put some fear into me about survival and so I ended up going to get a local paper and started reading through the paper for a local job and then I found this one. I was a store person for a computer company. I thought, oh, I'll go for that one. Anyway, so I went for the job. Fortunately, the owner of that business was a surfer, so he got on very, very well at the time. He was actually one of the guys who started Bar and Leg Rope. So straight away for me, it was more than just a job. It was it was a father figure. It was somebody who I looked up to because we had similar passions. Um, and anyway, so I got the job. I started off as a storeman and then I just started working through the business. So I went into sales support and then to sales. And then he went through winding down that business and sold it to four of us as employees in like this great little deal. So we ended up buying it off him, built it up. Two years later, sold it to a multinational and then did three years working for that business, multinational. And then at that time, I was 30 years of age and I read a book and I won't share what it is yet, but I read a book and it really inspired me to create positive change in my life. And at that point, I went and studied, did a diploma in coaching, leadership coaching, executive coaching, and I was going to go down the mentoring path then. What happened though, I was 30 at the time and I felt like, I felt it was kind of weird. I felt like I hadn't earned the right to speak yet. 
I felt like I had to go and get more runs on the boards. And I think in this day and age, there's so many people out there speaking what they've been taught but haven't yet proven to do. And that's how I felt at the time. And I thought, you know what, I really want to go and hone my craft or get more runs on the board and get more life experience and business experience so that when the time came, I could actually share from a place of authenticity and a place of expertise rather than what I learned. So um, I went back into IT, me and uh, my co-founder of Engage Technology Group, Jared Bloomfield, after I got made redundant, after having a 12-month period of working at an automotive group, got made redundant, rang him up and said, mate, we're starting tomorrow. We co-founded Engage Technology Group with $2,000 each and then we went through this amazing journey where we built a company up from you know $2,000 each to be turning $27 million in gross revenue in our fifth financial year and uh, winning awards along the way and you know building a company with some amazing people and an amazing set of customers and you know the journey the journey was exciting as it was checkered there were the highlights I mean you know watching the income go up is one thing building up some assets is another thing winning awards like finishing fifth in the BRW Fast 100 was something that was you know, an achievement, even though it was an external and it was an external achievement, it was still an achievement. We did what no other company had done in the CRN, which is an IT awards program. We came first, second, ninth, tenth, like, and then finished uh, in our fifth year in the all-star category. So we went five years in the top ten and no other IT company in the country had ever done that. So that was fantastic. And I guess, you know, what was really, really cool, and I'll talk more about what was great first, was the amount of people that we were able to help so all of our relationships that we formed and engaged technology group, we they were customers, but they all turned into friends. It was it was quite profound, and the people that we had in terms of our team, you know, we had a great great team, and you know, we'll, I'm a big believer. I like to hire and look for talent that can be nurtured and developed and polished. I love the rough diamond, you know. I like seeing someone's potential and being able to craft that and hone in on that to really develop it out and watch other people grow. So, look, we had an amazing team, a very passionate team, and we did some amazing things. And then there was also the low lights that came with that. You know, there was a lot of a lot of work that went down. There was long hours. There was relationship strains. There was a lot of pressure. And I think when you're growing something so quick and with so much success, there's, there's, a, there's always going to be some sort of equilibrium or something happening at the other end of that. And uh, so there came a lot of challenge. So we got to the end of our fifth financial year and – it was okay. Got to twenty-seven million. That's pretty good in five years. Mate, like- it was great. But the plan was to get to ten, so we overshot the mark, or maybe we lowballed it in terms yeah. of the forecasting. So we got to the end, and it was like, okay. So I ended up going over to New Zealand for a family skiing and snowboarding trip, and unfortunately. Or fortunately, you could say, looking back, I uh, suffered concussion over there. I'm attempting to do a 360. I landed the first one, the 360. I landed the first one. Just a snowboarding. Snowboarding, yeah, the the Remarkables in New Zealand. So I landed the first one and then I thought it was a good idea to give a smartphone to my wife to film me doing it again, of course. Yeah. And then I came in on the wrong angle and didn't do the rotation all the way around and then ended up coming down and the, the snowboard was horizontal to the mountain, caught an edge and bang. Next thing I know, my head's hitting the ice at the, at the bottom of the jump and fortunately I had a helmet on but I got up I remember getting up and then falling straight back down so my wife got me down the mountain they took me to hospital I had to sit there impatiently for four hours until they let me out and I remember in those 24 hours 48 hours after that my wife was talking to me and my kids were talking to me and asking questions and I wasn't able to answer the questions as quickly and easily as I was 
prior to the accident. And the good news is it was only temporarily. But I remember someone asked me a question and it took me a second, a second and a half, two seconds to be able to respond to it. And that's not me at all with talking. I love to talk. And so I was like, huh, my mortality, I'm not invincible anymore. You know, my life is going to come to an end at some stage. And it was at that point, and, and I remember it vividly, I remember it vividly looking out and having these feelings of I needed to change something and uh, looking out at the mountains in such an amazing environment over there in Queenstown and looking at the mountains all around provides so much perspective. And I knew I had to go back and tell Jared that, you know, I wanted to exit the business. And so finished the holiday, came back, sat down with Jared and we said, hey, I said, hey, man, I need to get out of this. This is not my passion. This is not what I was born to do. I think I've been conditioned by upbringing, society, that big hole I had inside. And when I found out that I could actually sell and build businesses, it filled the hole inside, but it was only ever temporary. It didn't didn't really fully satisfy me or leave me, leave me feeling fulfilled. And um, it was at that point I just knew that I had to go get out and follow my dreams and follow my passion. So we made, we made an agreement together. We said, let's Let's work for two more years on the business, expand out our managed services portfolio more so to become so the business would become more attractive for a potential buyer. Um, so we agreed to do that and it was like re-signing a contract or uh, extending a two-year contract on a footy career or something yeah. like that. That's how I always remember <laughs> it in my mind. We'll go for two more years and uh, and then within two weeks after we said that, um, we were approached by Cirrus Networks and went out for lunch with their then CEO and he said, hey, we're really interested. We've been watching you guys, really interested in inquiring your business. Would you be interested in selling? And I'm sitting there. I remember vividly eating pizza at a, uh, in the city and uh, a little restaurant and uh, I remember Villa's like inside. I was going, yes, like, this is awesome. But we didn't want to sound too keen, right? <laughs> Got it. Oh, but, but, mate, well, I was so excited. We're like, yeah. No, nah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, so we're like, yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Happy to go through the process. And literally, I remember we walked out of the meeting. Uh, me and Jared looked at each other and go, this is it. This is it. This is for real. And we, you know, when you get that feeling, you know, when you know, like, because it had been at a few other times, two years, three years prior where we'd had some interest, but you kind of know, nah, it's not really going to happen. But this time we, we really knew that it was going to happen. And, of course, I started off, highballing the price to get us like really excited and uh, what we sold for was far less than that but yeah we went through the process it was a six-month process and we ended up selling the business in March 2017 which was incredibly exciting at the same time it came with some challenge as well that whole process it really you know made you think about what life was all about what we wanted for life you know and what the next thing was going to be so because I guess a um well such a intense I guess mission and building of a business is obviously fulfilling some of your needs and and so with that coming to an end and I know that you're sort of consciously wanting that to sort of put your energy and time into other areas but I mean how was that for you sort of after the six months and was it you know we often I often hear from CEOs that have you know moved on from the business and they say the phone stops ringing and it's really strange for them or stops ringing every five seconds or five minutes, whatever it is. But, yeah, how was that sort of going from such an intense, I guess, period of your life to then whatever this, the next period, which I'm excited to talk about as well because you've yeah. been busy there too. It's a great question, Dave. So what happened was I was like, okay, so what am I going to do next? What's the next chapter look like? What's the future look like? And at that time I was watching a snowboarding film that came out 
and it was by Travis Rice, who's one of the best snowboarders in the world, and he created a film called The Fourth Phase, and it was all about the hydrological cycle of water and how the mountains and the oceans and precipitation and everything was connected. And I remember thinking, oh, what's the next phase? What's the, the future? What's the, what's the future phase? So I coined this phrase, the future phase, and at that time I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to call it, whatever that is and whatever that looks like, that'll be it. And all I knew as I was leaving was that all I wanted to do was go and climb a mountain and snowboard down from the top and document the process. And that's all I knew that I was going to do. And so it was January. So we, we sold in March, but I knew to do to do that. I planned the trip. I booked a trip to Whistler um, in Canada. I hired mountain guides, and this was all a process. But I went over to New Zealand and got some mountain time up. So I went on this big, long hike up this peak uh, not too far away from Mount Cook and slept in tents out in the snow, learned how to use an ice axe, did this arduous hike carrying all our food on our back and just to skill myself up so that I could go and fill this dream. And so I went and filled the dream, came back, and then I was like, to answer your question, I was like, went back into the office and the deal, the, the contract of sale, the final sale happened when I was overseas. So I've come back into the engaged building in the boardroom. The CFO of Cirrus Networks was in there. I literally walked into the building, sign, 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 see you later, and walked out. It was like an hour. It took an hour. There was no goodbye to customers. There was a quick goodbye to all the staff, and it was done, finished. That's it. And I was like, huh, it was just so sudden. As exciting as it was, but it was sudden. And so when you talk about, you know, the phone stop and ring, Email stopped, all of that just stopped. And so I remember going down the Great Ocean Road, down to a place at Janjuk and hanging out there with the family. And it was for three and a half weeks, I just just chilled out. And then, so I kind of I call it my retirement period, right? Which lasted like, which, which lasted like three and a half, three and a half weeks. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do? So I just wrote an article on LinkedIn. I thought, that's where I'll start. I started writing this article on LinkedIn, posted it, and that was it. And then it was kind of like, all right, what, what skills have I got? What am I passionate about? Who do I think I can help? And just started taking one step at a time, listening to my heart, working with people that had, had similar values, who were like-minded, working on projects that, that really lit me up and forgot totally about the dollar because I've been conditioned for so long to think that the dollar meant success. And success is such a broad word and now I know that success means a smile on my face every day, whereas in the past it was around stuff and you know, I kind of learned the hard way, but unfortunately it turned out pretty cool. So that transition was, yeah, it was really bizarre and, you know, friends on the outside and everyone's going, oh, it's great, well done, and you're like, yeah, it's really good, and you're kind of like, what am I going to do now? And it's quite intimidating, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess so. The future phase, yeah. um, and you're obviously involved in a few other things as well. If we're sort of back to LinkedIn, yeah, you know, about four or five um, active, whether it's charities or, or things that you're involved in. But yeah, I guess so. What was the next step? So yeah, so what happened from there? It was really cool, actually. You know, I planned a few trips, and so I kept traveling. Uh, went to Indonesia to start surfing, and then I planned that dream, dream trip with my family. Um, we always wanted to go to the US, so we went over to the US for a month and it was amazing. It was just just fantastic. So I went over there and I remember being at the baseball, my first baseball game, watching the San Francisco Giants and I got tagged in on a Facebook post and it was a business for sale and it was Bell Surfwax. I looked at the post and I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. That's kind of like something I'm passionate about. 
So I sent a DM to the guy who owned it. I said, oh, how much do you want for it? And he replied. He said, dun, 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 um, with all the details around it. And I said, send me an invoice. I'll give you 20% now and I'll fix you up when, when I get back. And that was <laughs> oh it. God. This is all on what? Instagram. This was on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Like literally, like while I was at the baseball, like that's yeah. how it went down, like, and that was it. So that probably sell what wasn't a large sum of money, yeah. by the way. And so all of a sudden, I was now the owner of Bell Surf Wax, and I thought, okay, that's something I'm passionate about. So like an iconic, so I'm so passionate about, and the reason why not only am I only passionate about surfing, but Bell's Beat when I was 16, and Mum and Dad split up, and. There was me and a few other kids. We used to all go down the Great Ocean Road and just go surfing all the time to escape all the troubles we had at school, at home. And so it was such an iconic place for me back then, not only for the great ways but the escape. And so here I was again going through this transformation, self-actualization period, whatever you want to call it, and here I was at Bells Beach again through a business. And so like, okay, that works. So I acquired that. I also was looking for a charity to – invest time, money and effort into and met by pure chance through an introduction by Vince Crivelli to Scott Waters, met Scott and knew once I heard the Life Changer Foundation vision, um, invested some money there and uh, got involved with those guys and girls and got involved there. So I was like, okay, I've got these three, I've set up the foundations for three businesses that I'm passionate about. One's to help business owners, being entrepreneurs and startup business owners, um, around building a business or growing a business or helping scaling the business and also creating a, a program for corporate teams to help highly engaged teams and help some of the challenges people have got, you know, at a personal level as well yeah. um, within corporate teams. So is that the future phase? through? Yeah, the future phase covers that. And yeah. so the future, future X is a corporate program I've got and we're about to release the, the entrepreneur and the startup program, even though I've been doing some mentoring just in a transactional way, not necessarily programs, since I left Engage. And then there's the Bell Surf Wax, which we had an amazing release at Easter with. So I'd set up the foundations for things that I knew I'd be passionate about for a long period of time. They're all around my values, my skill sets, my gifts, all the things that I knew how to do. And then since then, it's just been one step at a time, listening to my heart, helping other people, moving forward and to get to the point where um, on Wednesday, the very first corporate program's being uh, rolled out called FutureX. Um, that's with the publicly listed technology company, which I'm super pumped about. And that includes workshops, it includes adventure, it includes mentoring, goal setting, and like not only me delivering a specific message, but getting experts in their field to come in and also facilitate specific pieces of content. I think, I think you know, in life, as I'm getting older, I'm a big believer in the philosophy that things don't happen because of me, they happen through me. And um, I think a lot of uh, people in the business world especially, you know, need their egos met to a certain level where if they, they achieve something, it's because of them. And, yes, to an extent it is, but I think when we come from a place where we're allowing things to happen through us, it's a lot more fulfilling for ourselves but also those around us as well in terms of leadership. So, yeah, some great, there's some great things happening across the board. I, I'm super excited. And I think one of the best things is that my tribe or the, my community or the people I've got around me now is so different to what it was 12 months ago. Yeah. So it's one thing to be working on businesses that you're passionate about, but it's when people show up around you who've got the same set of values. That to me is especially exciting. Yeah. And 
any, any listeners right now, I think this is where the gold is. If you're being yourself every single day, the people that you attract will be similar to you. And I think so many people are trying to be something they're not. And then when they're doing that, they manifest a tribe or a community around them that don't share the same set of values they've really got intrinsically at the core. And I think that's when people get confused about life and where they're heading and the business direction and all that as well. So I've been this walking example of manifestation to see this all happening. And that was one of the other things why I started a podcast was I just wanted to have a go. I just wanted to take a step and move forward and see what was possible and if I look back now, twelve months ago, I really didn't have any idea, and I'm a big, and and I still don't have any idea. Uh, and I don't believe anyone really, really knows. I think there's a higher power, whatever that is, however you want to language it. But uh, so, just for the listeners, what's the show called, and where do they find it? The show is a hang and loose show. Uh, I shoot it on a smartphone and a, and a stand. It's very, very simple. They can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud. I post on LinkedIn, Facebook, but it's hanging loose apostrophe. So a lot of people will think it's hanging. But I just wanted it to be rough and raw and unedited, so it's video and literally on my smartphone, there's a little furry microphone that plugs into my smartphone. And I just wanted to show people, you know, what you can actually do if you're willing to have a go. God, what an amazing story. And so you've kind of, through that period of, you know, trying to search for clarity, you've definitely got it now with your three sort of ways of which you're contributing and sort of, you know, you can tell when you talk about it that you're so passionate about it. Yeah. So fantastic. So the book you sort of uh, teased us with before, what what was that one? So there was two. There's Awaken the Giant Within and Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. And I remember, I think it was Unlimited Power. When I read it, I was, I think I was 30 at the time, 30, 31 at the time. And I read it when I was up at Bright in the northeast of Victoria wasn't in the winter period, it was in the summer period. And I remember we went up there just for a family, a few days away. My son had just been bored and I read it cover to cover within two, three days. And then straight after, I jumped on a road bike that I had because uh, I was doing triathlons at a time. At the time, and I rode to the top of Mount Buffalo and I just got on my bike and said, I'm going to go ride on top of that. And I actually didn't think I could do it, but something manifested out of that book and I rode all the way to the top and I couldn't believe it. I was got up the top and gone, oh, if I can do that, then what else can I do? That, again, was a very powerful defining moment for me, which led me to seeking an education provider to go and study NLP and learn about coaching and what drives human behavior. And uh, that's when I joined the Coaching Institute and went through their diploma program. And uh, such a powerful book. And Tony Robbins is an amazing speaker, of course. And uh, the way he's able to articulate the written word as well is something that quite easy to read and understand for people. So if anyone's out there, Unlimited Power, just a fantastic read. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for sharing. I'll, I'll pop uh, links to that and also pop uh, links to your podcast up on thementalist.com. Um, and just so was there a quote that uh, resonated with you? I know we've got one on the back of the door as we enter it, but uh, <laughs> maybe one that's uh, one of your own or something that you've sort of you know, picked up along the way. Yeah, well, I think, you know, there's a – there's a number of quotes that we all hear every single day and for me it's about having a quote that provides not only provides comfort for people but encourages them to be the best version of themselves and I think in today's society people don't think that they're enough. I know kids today, teenagers don't think that they're enough. I definitely didn't think I was enough as a teenager growing up even to a number of years ago I never thought that I was enough and I had to fill up the hole I had inside with external stuff. 
so the quote that I, I remember coining out when I was over in Switzerland on the Beyond Limits experience in March was your best is enough. And it's really simple, but it's just a simple, if you give your best, that is enough because results are an external factor. If you, if you bring your 100% and you bring your attention and you bring your passion and you give your best, that's enough. The society is just, I mean, the media, the marketing, the TV, everything is trying to sell something to you based on your deficiencies as a human. And to, to an extent, I think that's one of the reasons why so many humans feel the way they do. So I'd like to break that down and to say your best is always enough. And it's quite, quite simple, quite succinct, and it really brings back responsibility as well to self. Yeah, and it completely yeah, resonates with what you're saying there. People don't think they're, they are enough. We had um, Siri Lindley, the world champion triathlete on the show, and so she just won the whole World Series and she still didn't know she was good enough to compete. And so she had to go and win it again. But it was like it's just a great example of, um, yeah, how the mind, we really do sort of, Ah, we just don't think we're enough ever and whatever it is we're doing. Even even when people are going to do presentations or they're about to go into a sales pitch and I, I'm, I'm still the same, you know, some of these patterns and some of these habits that I've had for such a long period of time, they don't just change overnight just because and now I always bring myself back to the moment, back to now being centred and say, you know what, whatever happens will happen and my best is enough and that's all I can, all I can give and be myself and that's it. Just show up and be who you are and give your best and that's it. Yeah. You mentioned habits. Are there any other habits that have sort of helped you along your way that you can share? Yeah, I think there's a number of different things. You know, I went through a challenging, defining moment period, a bit of a crisis back when I was 30 and I decided to stop drinking alcohol and I went three years uh, sober back when I was 30 and that was massive. It really opened my eyes to the impact that and we, and we don't quite know because when we're in that pattern but – you know, alcohol is a, is a depressant and it causes us to do things that we wouldn't normally do. It causes us to feel th- feel a way that wouldn't be aligned with our natural state. So I think alcohol is something that we need to actually have a look at, especially in Australia where it's socially endorsed. I remember I stopped drinking for three years and people would be criticising me. Now it wouldn't bother me. Back then I was called all these sorts of names and ostracised by family, friends because I didn't want to drink. What's wrong with you? You think you're too good for us? All this stuff. And I'm like, no, I just know what happens when I get on it. Like I can drink, but I'm not a very good drunk. Oh, yeah. so I lose, lose it. So but but habits massively comes back down to real simple stuff. Exercise daily. Like it's something that I do every single day. We'll exercise. Watch what you put in your mouth. Make sure you're putting good foods into your mouth. And what was the other thing? Get enough rest. Like Get enough rest for you. It doesn't have to be 12 hours. It doesn't need to be five. whatever it is for you. Just get enough rest as well. And it's the little simple things in life that have the biggest impact. And I think we can overcomplicate things from time to time. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, so I'm sort of out of questions. I, I, I'm just enjoying sort of sitting back listening. This is really easy for me. I just get to ask the questions. But, I mean, just sort of reflecting, I mean, what a, an amazing sort of position you found yourself into where you could uh, – You'd sort of you mentioned that you were pursuing, you know, the, the growth through business, and then that's allowed you now to really sort of, I don't know, it's like you've completed yourself through all these other 
areas and it, it's really been a change of focus that's not just on the income or the or the, the growth financially yeah you know and i can see it when we're sort of talking where you know you just get lit up when you start talking about life changer and obviously surfing is a big one for oh, you. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so just really wanted to thank you for coming on the show and sharing with the listeners and for those that uh, want to find out a bit more about you or find you online or maybe tag you in a post so you buy their business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do they find you online? And I guess as a qualifier, you know, who are you interested in sort of talking to? Yeah, well, they can contact me so many different ways, which is so on LinkedIn, Brent Valley, on Instagram, Action BV, on Facebook, Brent Valley. Um, I'm not a big Twitterer. I'm not, I, I never figured out Twitter, hey? I'm yeah. pretty good on everything else, drop stories on Instagram, post lots of content there. You can also visit the Future Phase website, www.thefuturephase.com.au. Bell Surf Wax, you can go and check that out. That's a super exciting project I'm working on at the moment. And that's just a little side project, which is going to turn into this great vehicle for me to give and contribute and help. And that's what I'm super pumped about. So good. I'm so excited about it. And I can't tell anyone about what's going on, but there's some. It's under wraps. It's a, it is. It's a nice little vehicle for, for not only me but for a number of other people to get involved and so that's super exciting. But, yeah, LinkedIn, uh, send me a DM, Instagram, send me a DM or Facebook or send me an email, brent at thefuturephase.com.au. It's not too hard to find me. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people interested, well, certainly from our listener base around FutureX because I'm sort of picturing – Okay, we're doing a workshop today and then tomorrow we're climbing Everest or something. <laughs> wow, that'd be great. <laughs> like, that's the old, well, the first group that's coming through the program, which is the pilot program, we've got workshops lined up for Wednesday, which is going to be fantastic, and then one-on-one goal setting at a professional level and also a personal level for each individual. So looking at corporate objectives and aligning personal objectives with the corporate objectives with an organisation so we can get alignment so we can really get that synergy and channel uh, performance towards outcome and then we're going down the Great Ocean Road and they're going to get to go surfing, mountain bike riding yeah. uh, and also a real-life rescue situation which we're going to put together but they don't know that yet so hopefully they oh, don't right. listen to this. <laughs> we'll delay the release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then more content-specific workshops and mentoring and I'm super excited about a really holistic approach to solving the challenges that exist in the corporate marketplace today which are whole lot of people are out there working their faces off, but they've got struggles, they've got challenges, the same way I did. But we want to take those masks off, develop more authentic leaders, highly engaged teams to to perform at a corporate level, but then for people to live much happier lives. Well, yeah, thank you again for sharing with the listeners. And, yeah, it's a real pleasure having you in today on The Mentor List. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. You. <laughs> the Mentor List specialises in interviews with top business minds. Gather their advice for your career. This is The Mentor List.